Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the grapes of conversation, crushing them with the bare feet of friendship. Pouring into the bottles of humour and you're making podcast wine. I think there's more steps in wine than that, but... Also, every episode gets better with time. That's true. It ages. It ages then, well. But, then... but some some episodes are, are best enjoyed straight away. Yep. And some age well. That said, Gamble, my name is James Acast. This is Off Menu Podcast. We own a dream restaurant and we invite a guest in every single week and ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week... Today's guest is... This week, today's guest is Nick Frost. Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick Frost. It's, it's Nick Frost, an amazing actor, writer. I mean, just part and parcel of uh, our appreciation of comedy and yeah. televised comedy and comedy films. Very excited to have Nick in. Yeah, yeah. He's played so many iconic characters. So many. Um, I think... I think we're safe to say this is national treasure status. I think so. This is a national treasure. National treasure. Um, also, uh, loves food. Cooks a lot. Has written books about food. Well, he has written a book. He's going to be chatting about his book with us. It's called A Slice of Fried Gold. And it's his love letter to food, to kitchens, and the people in them. It's very uh, exciting. I think a lot about what he cooks at home and mm. his recipes for home cooking and things like that and stories branching off that. It's a great idea for a book. It's very exciting. Yeah, and we're hope, hoping to get some of those stories. Maybe some stories that aren't in the book. Maybe. Uh, some, during this episode. Some exclusives. However, even though we love Nick Frost... Mm-hmm. As, as we do every episode, this is not just for Nick. Not just for Nick. But if Nick says the secret ingredient, an ingredient which we deem to be unacceptable, we will be forced to kick him out of the dream restaurant. And this week, the secret ingredient is Cornetto. Cornetto. Now, I assumed we'd done this for Edgar Wright when we had Edgar Wright on the podcast. But yeah. no, because it was a live one, we let the audience pick it. Mm-hmm. So it was salad cream, I believe. Now, obviously, we do like Cornettos. We're not idiots. Mm. But uh, uh, Nick, along with Simon Pegg and Edgar, uh, made the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. And so, therefore, just because it's associated with the guest. And the producer, Naira Park. 
Yes, and the we producer must, Naira Park. We must mention Naira Park. Yeah. I know she listens to this. Oh, yes. So to leave her out of the, the Cornetto trilogy team would be an oversight. Yes. Naira, without Naira, the Cornetto trilogy would not exist. No, it wouldn't have the fun little... Uh, I was trying to do a Cornetto analogy and then I panicked. So... <laughs> We're bringing our A game today. So I hope, I hope Nick is uh, as razor sharp as we are. Because we will we do a bit, a bit of back and forth in this episode. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to this episode. I'm looking forward to hearing Nick's choices, the stories behind food. And Absolutely. hopefully he won't choose a Cornetto because if he does, we'll feel, oh, feel pretty bad. Feel pretty bad. I'm excited to meet him. Yes, me too. This you've is met, the off You've met him already. What? You've met him already. Yeah, yeah. I met him on the set of a film. Uh, just for one day, uh, little chats in between takes. I was just there for a day playing Felix the Ironmonger. <laughs> <laughs> Who was originally supposed to do that part? <laughs> Felix the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Felix the Cat was meant to do it. Yeah. yeah. This is the off-menu menu of <laughs> Nick Frost. Welcome, Nick, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> Welcome, Nick Frost, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Thank, thank you. We, we, we have been. We've, we've talked about getting Nick on for a long time, haven't we? Listen, I think if I scrolled through my texts from Edgar Wright, <laughs> pretty much all of them are, you know who you should get on? Yes, I do. He's, you, you, you texted me this last time, and we're working on it, Edgar. He's been texting me a lot. Edgar does this from time to time when usually it's with people he knows, and he does the thing where he says, oh, my God, you've got to meet so-and-so, and you'll love them. You'll love them. And, like, twice this has happened now where eventually I meet the person, and I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> like, we end up actually hating each other. It's really yeah, yeah. odd. But, that's uh, always what happens. He can do that. So that's probably why I didn't want to get. I didn't want to come here and just immediately hate you guys. Yeah, yeah, which could happen. Yeah, but you're here um, now, and I, I don't. Well, not, yeah, not, not yet. Into the main body of the no, but I've got yet. to say that if I did, it would have happened by now. Right. Okay. Like immediately, I walked Good. in, I would have been like, "Oh fuck this." Is is that why you got here early? Because you're like, you wanted that time to be. Yeah, like, I didn't. Fuck this. I wanted to give you some time to find a replacement. Yeah. Should <laughs> I just say uh, I'm gonna bounce so yeah, that I yeah, can't yeah. stay? <laughs> One of my kids just died, so yeah. I gotta leave. <laughs> Always stock excuse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no one ever questions it. It's yeah. Like He's yeah, never been questioned. He, yeah, he's childless. His mates are always like, thanks for hooking me up with Nick. But he had to go. His yeah. kid died. I'm so sorry. Is he okay? No, oh, oh, no, you mean like a young goat? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, because he's a butcher. It's, it's, oh, it's, right. it's a goat. Fight, I think mate. I'd question it if that happened twice in a row. Yes, right. Yeah. Would But would you, if someone said, I've got to go because my kid's died? Well, yeah. The next time you saw them, my kid's just going to be like, oh, my God. But they were really all right with, hey, how are you all right? Oh, you, are you all right? Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Very good. Now, the reason why Edgar uh, has, has been so adamant about it is because you are like, we, we usually would ask people if they're a foodie, but it's well known that your Instagram is full of pictures of food that yeah. you cook, you, you're a, a big cook. So like, has is, is this been your whole life? Written a book about it. For, I have, yeah. For God's sake. Have, it's, a it's, slice it's, of fried gold. Right. Uh, well, it's not, I didn't really, I, it crept up on me, I think, slightly. I think, Food as a, you know, thinking about food as a child now, it's a nice memory. It's a nice memory of childhood and my parents and family and friends and stuff. And growing up in a kind of kind of weird family where there, there weren't, good memories 
were kind of outweighed by bad sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice way to remember that, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, I kind of found that I could cook, so I could cook for my friends. And then that turned into cooking for my family and then now cooking for my kids, you know. And I think through that, trying to get them, because I, I say in the book, there were things that I used to, that my mum used to cook me that I learned how to cook. And now I cook them. So mm -hmm. I don't have parents anymore, but they can, I was going to say, my children can now taste my mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> through, through, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that's the only way they'll know them. And I kind of think there's something more tangible in that than just looking at a photograph yeah, definitely. of a woman with a, a beehive. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and through the book, so is, that, is this like your entire like life story through food? No, not really. I think it was like... Uh, <sighs> Because I wrote another book before a few years ago, and, it, and and with this one, it was like, okay, so I'm going to write every recipe that I remember in my head and that I use on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's like a like 20 that are always like revolving, and then there's a bunch of other stuff in terms of people coming around, barbecue, salads. Mm. And so I wrote down everything, and it was like 250, 300 things. And then I wrote down a bunch of techniques that I know or I taught myself and then I wrote a little story and the recipe for every one of those right. things I wrote down oh nice and then it was like 120,000 words uh -huh. and it was like this is a I've written a yeah. book yeah 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 and then you know we kind of chiseled away and, and found something I didn't want it to, I wanted it to be like a memoir and funny and a bit about food but it's also about friends and, and my family and my wanting my kids to know me a bit better through that you know and and not just being an angry dad who who threatens to hit them often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, frequently. Fre <clears throat> you were saying earlier that sometimes you'll go out for a meal with Edgar and he'll inhale something delicious yeah. and uh, push it away and not seem to really appreciate what he's had. Do you ever have him round your house? You've made him something incredible. and uh, No, he's pretty good at that, to be fair. Good. I yeah. think he understands that effort's been put in and, and yeah. I think he... He kind of relaxes a lot more when he's in someone's house and his partner's there and we're outside and, you know, he really appreciates it. Yeah. I did have, I had, uh, I was working once with an American director and I thought it would be nice. I said to him, we're going to have Sunday lunch. Why don't you come over on Sunday and come and have Sunday lunch? He was like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> and he said, what time? I said, well, come for two and we'll eat at three. And then he turned up at like five o'clock and, you know, obviously being English and, yeah. I made a rib of beef and I said, well, why What? Why are you so late? What's happened? And he said, oh, I thought it was like, because uh, like in America, they have like a big buffet and you just wander oh, in. Right, like, yeah. You just no, I just made and... you Sunday lunch. Yeah. What are you doing? It's yeah. fucked. Yeah. It's completely it's fucked. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have you done? This yeah. is 80 pound wing rib of beef, you fucking dick. <laughs> I'd be livid. Oh, well, you know I would be. Uh, Ed would have turned his house upside well, yeah, down and we refused to open yeah. the front door. Yeah, you just got to eat, right? Well, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't let him in the house. No, no, he's not getting in the house. Yeah. I'd move. I'd Ed move. Got there. I'd move house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quit whatever job he was doing with him. Get one of my friends to open the door and say, oh, it doesn't. Yeah. He, doesn't he, he died. <laughs> him and his children died. <laughs> is, is there a dish that you've put on your uh, Instagram that has like, got the most amount of like interaction that people have got the most excited about that you've been cooking? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I, made, um, I put I made a pie the other day, and uh, I make two pies: me and the kids, and then my partner who doesn't eat meat. Uh, mm -hmm. I usually make her a separate pie, mm -hmm. and I'd done like lots of nice little pastry work on top of the me and the kids pie with stars and stuff, and mm -hmm. and I hadn't bothered with hers. And then she was like, "Oh, why why haven't I got any 
pastry stuff. I was like, oh, okay. So, so I did like a dick. <laughs> uh, and that that got loads yeah, of light. It was it like 180,000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see her eating Vegetarian my dick. dick yeah. Pie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vegetarian <laughs> meatless dick pie. Yeah. That's awful. Um, I don't know. I think people just like it when... Like chopping, <laughs> people like chopping. Yeah, do you do quick, uh, quick chopping? Quick chopping. Yeah, um, yeah. I like chopping mushrooms. Quick is. Yeah, I think I don't. I haven't really had a. I hate the phrase deep dive, but I haven't really had a deep dive on. I bet that's a, a thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know there's that. I, that I keep. I think it's because I look at it a lot, but it comes up in my algorithm. I'm I'm quite mad, but it's that Chinese girl that's obviously she has a mic in around her mouth and then. Oh. She just inhales wet sausages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just—it's compelling, but I just. James loves that sort of stuff. I have not watch that. You love ASMR. <laughs> I love ASMR, but I watch people eating stuff. Is that what ASMR is? The sounds. Of I think, yeah, like be. the I mean, when people whisper into the microphone. Right. I, don't, like, I don't like the mouth sounds. Yes, you do. Uh, I don't. I mean, I should like it, but there's yeah. something just so gross about it. Though. Well, that's so that's the interesting about ASMR. Like you think it sounds gross. And James finds it deeply sexual. No, I don't I find d- it sexual. I get the whispering stuff, but the kind of wet. No, I, don't yeah. like, I don't like the wet you mouth like sounds. I don't like it. I don't find it sexual. I, I, I like I like the light triggers. I like the lights being sh- shining in my eyes and, mo- and moving around and stuff. That's, yeah. that's what I like. That's what I find relaxing. Mm. And sexual. It's not sexual, Nick. Yeah, I think it could be. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> shining a light on. Yeah. Bits. It's not sexual. Shining a light. Not yeah. light on my bits. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Do you find that, because you can cook, people seem to regard it as a magic trick. People who can't cook are absolutely blown away yeah. by even really simple stuff. Uh, yeah, agreed. I yeah. think a lot of the time people come around and think you're a wizard or and it's like, dude, I just made you, this is a sandwich. Yeah. I just made you a ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> on white bread. Yeah. I think also there's a part of me that uses it as a way of showing off slightly. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think being an actor, there's a, a, there's a I don't know, not, not a preconceived notion that actors are show-offs, but... I'm just not that at all. So if I can, if I can silently stand behind my kitchen and not engage in any small talk <laughs> with people I've known for 25 years, and then silently serve them up something amazing, that's kind of the conversational. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. me. My way of saying I I love you, but I find it difficult to to do this. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you take the compliments? Do you take them well? If oh be, no, be, no, no way. <laughs> God, I mean, I I just I yeah. I just can't do it. So if people try to really compliment you on your food and really shower you with Go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> My wife often finds me in the toilet just for the lights off. But if no one mentioned the food or didn't give you any compliments, how would you feel then? Oh, I'd be like, I'd say to my wife, there's nothing, no words, just that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think I kind of always get the impression people enjoy the effort. And- yeah. Absolutely. But sometimes you just don't know how much of an effort. But I think that's also down to my brain makeup and the fact that I I love the, the minutiae of mise en place and setup and, and peeling stuff and chopping and, like, pastry and making stock. And it's all p- 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 part of it, you know. Yeah. Mm. Just love it. And cleaning up as you go along. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah totally. I'm into that. I worked in a commercial kitchen for a while. Yeah. So. It doesn't fly if you can't. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't work like that. I think my, yeah, my favourite thing about cooking is when you serve the meal, the kitchen looks like it hasn't been touched. Totally. That's so that's satisfying. Almost a whole chapter yeah, yeah, of my yeah. book. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm really proud of that as well because you yeah. go to some people's houses and they yeah. 
just do a make a little thing and it's like wow you used 12 fucking plates <laughs> how would you do there's only f- three items yeah yeah how did you do that <laughs> also it's it's i think me knowing that as soon as that food goes on the table i'm done then you can I'm just finished. sit down and enjoy yeah. it yeah oh, i love it yeah all yeah. that hard work is worth it for that point you know but then you got the small talk while you eat the food and then clearing up when everyone's finished Back out the small talk. No more clear up for me. Oh, unless, really? I, unless I feel like, oh, I'd, I'd rather do that. Yeah. And then I'm happy to do that, you know. I'll do the clear up as well and sort of chat while I'm doing it. Yeah. But then I've had a couple of drinks by that point, so you almost don't even notice the clear up. Yes, it's it just... It feels happened. like you really got away with it. Do you... Sorry to turn the, the light on to you. Mm-hmm. Do you... Don't turn the light on this guy. Do we you know what have happens. a dishwasher or do you <laughs> wash up? Um, I have a small, like a half-size dishwasher. Okay. So plates go in so there sorry. and every- <laughs> <laughs> it's going all right, but you know we're, we're hoping to get the full size dishwasher soon, and then I and then I wash up the rest yeah, of the stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of both. I like, yeah, I like to wash up. I kind of, I, I kind of like. <laughs> this is going to come across wrong, but I kind of like uh, the, the the kind of cleansing quality of. Yeah. of Burning myself with really hot water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. something about it. Red but like, scorched hands. I know it you. would kill someone else, but yeah. I'm going to put it in <laughs> and I'm going to take the plug out. Because yeah. what I'll do sometimes is if it's super hot, I'll run the cold tap and then use the flow to hide my hand in. Do you know what I mean? So then I yeah. know I can get to the yeah. bottom of the sink and pull the plug out and then get back out using the. The tube of cold, yeah. If you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Current, you get in the cold cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel yeah. like you got away with it. You've you've yeah. really stuck it to the oh, hot water. Totally. But normal people wouldn't even put their hand in a sink that hot. <laughs> nor should, nor, nor, nor should they. To be honest. So we always start with still or sparkling water. I'm gonna have sparkling. I like the, I like the way it feels in my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna probably have some lime squeeze a bit bit of lime squeezed in if that's allowed squeezed in and then discarded or do you want the actual lime to bob about in the remain in the glass i don't know uh, i don't want to have to make that choice no <laughs> i want to put it in i'll take it out oh yeah. sometimes if i'm with the kids i'll do a thing where i'll eat it like whole yeah and they love it they love it oh, they're, like, what? they're like that's gone mad yeah just eat a bit of lemon or lime or you just yeah. pop a wedge straight in yeah and yeah chew down yeah even with a pith yeah i went through i only did it about three or four times but i went through a phase of sitting in meetings peeling a, like a lemon because i was like people don't just peel and eat lemons like oranges so i did it a couple of times and it, uh, it was a lot of hard work and then people were like do you peel and, and eat a lemon i was like oh yeah yeah I did. you got to be remembered in these meetings you know <laughs> yeah just like yeah so anyway i was talking to just peeling a lemon which uh which meetings were these i just like film remember? meetings like meetings for script work and stuff yeah, like yeah. that just so the, the, in my the, own when i had my own company it was just like uh-huh uh, yeah he's just sat in the boardroom just peeling a lemon <laughs> didn't work with a lime i couldn't really i couldn't it's peel a lime small. too small i'm sure there are kinds of limes they probably grow them somewhere in japan that are quite big and massive limes yeah loose yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> like loose skin japanese limes yeah oh yeah, that, yeah that's the thing yeah loose, <laughs> loose skin, skin japanese ma- massive japanese loose limes so let's yeah. pop one of those in you're not one of that but <laughs> like skin loose japanese skin. lime yeah in, in the peeled at the table yeah Look, this absolutely. is this is the dream restaurant so we can't invent limes yeah we have a loose skins japanese lime that's and i can yeah. uh, thank you peel that and put it into your, squeeze it into your drink thank you very much have it bobbing about you can eat the whole thing entertain your kids They'll remember that, you know. That'll be something when they're, when they're older, they'll, they'll be like, Dad used to eat the limes whole and it was like really funny. see him eating lime. And yeah. They'll think it's not a normal thing for dads to do. Yes. And then they'll tell their friends and they'll be like, what the fuck? God, you're abused. <laughs> 
You know that's kind of abuse, right? It's watching your dad eat alive. <laughs> Just as some way to try and make them like me. <laughs> Is this enough? Is it? Is it? Any ice in the drink? Uh, nah. I'm all right. Good on you. Because then it, it isn't unless the ice has been made using the sparkling water. Oh. Yeah, because... Just so, so it doesn't... Then it would lose its fizz, yeah. surely. It's going to dilute it. Yeah. yeah. So you, you want, you'd want sparkling. What if the ice, ice? cube was lime juice? Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> Would that be nice? I don't know. With the, so peel, with the peel still in it? Oh, yeah. If you crunch, crunch through <laughs> the ice? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no ice. I'm not, no ice. No ice. Fair enough. Loose skin Japanese lime. Squeeze it in. Mm. Eat it for the kids. Yeah. Job the good. Yeah, thank you. Pop nubs or bread. <laughs> Pop nubs or bread, Nick Frost. Pop nubs or bread. Uh, I'd never. Who would ever. I mean, I think it all will be revealed when I... But, yeah, bread, not poppadoms. Unless my main course is curry, then... Yeah. Yeah, I get it, but... I like bread a lot. I love cr- crusty bread. I, I love salted butter. I went to Denmark a few years ago, and I found, like, an amazing little restaurant called... There were two of them, like, in a forest on a beach. And one was, like, a place you went to have dinner called the Red House. And then they had one you could have lunch in called the Yellow House. And uh, it was, like, just amazing. There was only like 10 seats in there and they served up these breads, which has obviously been made in their own tiny little bread moulds. Yeah. And they served them whole, like tiny little loaves. It was like amazing. Just like one was sourdough, but one was like really dark and almost sweet. And it was just great. Just crispy. Oh, yeah. I was like that on that kind of bread where if you kind of examine it, you can see just the kind of bub- bubbling underneath. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really amazing. Oh, wow. These I these th- restaurants sound amazing. They were really good. The Red House and the Yellow House. Yeah. I love it. Simple. They're like 40 minutes north of Copenhagen and I just found them and booked them and then we went for a walk along the beach. There's like an amazing... I don't know if it's a, There's like an amazing Danish designer from the 50s who essentially was allowed to design all the um buildings in this town all like the uh he designed like um a petrol station and the theater and like the places you change in the beach and stuff oh cool everything was concrete so i I can't remember who it was but i went there specifically to go and see that because it was kind of amazing and then i found that these places were there too so you have lunch in one and dinner and then dinner in the other yeah is it is it the entire same clientele from lunch are all in there. At no, dinner. we well, we went to have lunch and it was amazing. And then we went back a few days later to have dinner in the other place. Yeah, and it was full of pricks. <laughs> it wasn't like nice at all. In fact, I was. I remember there was a time when I'm looking at this guy thinking I'm going to hit you with my main course. <laughs> like he was just bog, just bogging. It was like this is weird. It shouldn't. This is a Michelin star restaurant. You shouldn't yeah. have to think. Oh, I'm going to fight the rest of these yeah. clientele. <laughs> I like how you think it's the same people for lunch and dinner. Like that's what I assume like you had to. Yeah, I thought you had to go on the same day. Yeah, right. And there were ten of you having lunch, and yeah. then you, you just waited on the beach. Yeah, between <laughs> like it's the cursed child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's the cursed child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we went for a walk along the beach, and there was an amazing house just on the beach. Uh-huh. And I said to my wife, "Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if we we hired it and spent the summer here, <laughs> summering in Copenhagen?" Yeah. yeah. And like, I came back and looked on air. Uh, like Airbnb or something, and the house was there, and we rented it for like three weeks. Oh wow! And it was, it was, it was horrible. We, <laughs> le- we left after like two days. I was there for two nights on my own, and then my partner turned up. And like, I don't know why, but the people downstairs, it was like they just had industrial 
skunk machines just pouring weed smoke up through the floorboards. Yeah. Just like crazy. I mean, it was just yeah. crazy. I don't know much about you, but I, I think that was your dream, no? No, not now. I mean, it was, yeah. yeah I mean, if it found me 10 years ago, but I was just like, it was too much. Yeah. yeah. And we fucked off. Fair we left enough. in the end. They drove us out. I'm going to Copenhagen later this year. Oh, I love it. Would you recommend I go to the Yellow House, the Red House for the day? Uh, yeah, I, I hope it's... I've, I heard the Yellow House may have closed, but... Oh, no. I went to Noma. I, I, yeah. I went to Noma once, talking about food and stuff, but I kind of... I've got some family in Sweden. We have a little house we go to sometimes. And you have to go via Copenhagen. And I <laughs> I didn't tell... They weren't lies, but I kind of omitted <laughs> truths in terms of missing a fly and found myself on my own in Copenhagen on a Saturday... And I, I guess here's the, here's the, the lie, uh, but I'd behind this facade had been finding myself a table at Noma, uh-huh. yeah. and so I got a table like through yeah. just texting people and DMing people saying oh, I'm in Copenhagen, and I got to go to Noma on my own, and it wow. was it was amazing, it yeah. was incredible, and I think I don't think my my mouth will ever forget it, but it was also like when we like the last kind of course that came out, the kitchen had made little cornettos for me. Oh, oh wow. which was kind That's of amazing. Cool. We... But like all the chefs come out to say hello when yeah. every guest arrives yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And, but they had like, I think they were saying that there were 40 chefs in the kitchen, but then there were another 40 chefs upstairs. Yeah, but that food was amazing. That food was incredible. nice. But if yeah. we're talking about like what we, what you know, mm-hmm. none of that makes my final thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think I, I'm, I'm the same. So we, we've both been to Noma and yep. to a few places like that. And it's always an incredible experience, but there's never a dish where I'm like, I would eat that every day for yeah, the rest of my right. life. Because did you go to geranium? No, I've not been to geranium. Oh, yeah. We we <laughs> it's like this uh, massive three Michelin star restaurant in the football stadium. Right. It's like in um, I don't know what Copenhagen's b- biggest team is, but it's in one corner of their stadium at the top, and the kitchens look out on the pitch, and it was amazing. But it was like <laughs> thirty courses. Yeah. It was too long. We got there at like seven p.m. And by 11.30, we were still halfway through. And me and my girlfriend had, had, a, had a route because you get a different wine with each course. And after like seven courses, she was fucking arsehole. <laughs> and like he comes over at some point and starts to describe what's next. And like she literally goes. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It was funny, but I was also like, oh, dude, you shouldn't pretend to be asleep. Because <laughs> also we've got a long way to go. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, when I thought it was like 1am, I'm like, oh, we could go, we can go now. And then they come over to say, oh, we want to show you th- around the kitchens. It's yeah. Like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's just nice. Yeah, we get it. They're clean. And <laughs> there's the pitch. <laughs> That's what I, so yeah, I had that experience at Noma where they show you around the kitchens at the, yeah, at the right. end and it's massive. So right. it's just like so many kitchens. And then I went to Long Clume recently for What's my that? birthday. Simon Rogan's place in the Lake District. Right. It's incredible. Okay. I think you've been recently as well, right? It's, so it's just one of the best meals I've okay, ever amazing. had. And at the end of that, they go, oh, we show you around the kitchens. You're like, oh, I've had so much food. And they literally walk you to the back of the restaurant and go, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And it's tiny. Yeah, right. Like, it's That's tiny nice, and they're right? kicking yeah. out the incredible food. The main thing is you look food. and go, oh, I don't know how. I don't know how you've how done How they've that. done this all night yeah. it's nice. in this tiny little kitchen. Yeah. Food doesn't know how big a kitchen is. Food. <laughs> right. <laughs> Food has no awareness. <laughs> Food's of got no idea how big it is. Let's get into your meal proper. Okay. We'll do your dream starter. Okay. So, my starter, there's a restaurant that I've been going to for quite a while and it's kind of fancy, 
but I just kind of really like it and they're always really nice to me and it makes me feel special. But uh, Heston Blumenthal has a restaurant in town called Dinner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they serve a starter called a meat fruit and that would that would be it. I mean, that's right. that's the only thing from a restaurant that's on my entire... I just love it. It's just like magic and it's something that I could never and would never try to make. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is it, there's a joy in that, like... This is so special. Like eating amazing Chinese food, it's like I could never try to make this. So yeah, there's a joy in that, you know. And it, I just it looks like an orange, yeah. a mandarin, and you cut it inside, and it's meat. <laughs> they do a different one in the winter too. They have like a plum, a meat plum. Oh, do they? Do they not, change up the fruit uh, yeah, seasonally? Like, yeah, I don't like I don't like meat plum, but uh, <laughs> just like the tangerine one. And they again, the bread there, like a really nice kind of. They've obviously oiled it to fuck and yeah. did it on the griddle and then sorted the bread too. Yeah. Oh. It's just so good. Is it like is it chicken liver parfait in, in the middle of yeah. it? And yeah. it, that's really light as well, isn't oh, it? So it's, it's not just, just great. Yeah. And if you, I've stayed in that hotel. Uh, I think we stayed there as uh, like a birthday treat once, and it's part of room service. Oh wow! You can wow. get it up to the room. You can sit and wow. have it in the bath if you wanted. Meat fruit in the bath. Yeah, just floating on the <laughs> slice of sourdough. <laughs> Into your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this has come up on the podcast before, quite a long time ago, maybe even like the first series and we haven't had it again. I think Josie Long said it. No? I got it wrong. Oh, it's magic. Oh, Dynamo said it. Did Dynamo say it? Dynamo said meat fruit. Oh, good. Um, It's one of the things that I still haven't tried it. And every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh, I would, I'd really like to try that, and like, and kind of know that, know that I'd love it, know that it'd be, it'd be really nice. Also, like seeing other customers eating it too, because other mm-hmm. kind of, uh, like white middle class English people who they're obviously because their kids are paying for it, or yeah. and they oh, they're, oh it looks like a fruit. <laughs> you know, they're not, not sure what it is. It's too much theatre for yeah. middle class yeah, diners, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They can't uh, quite. Not uh, orange. <laughs> it's not an orange. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because it, it's quite famous now, people are going there for that. Right. Some of the element of surprise is gone. So I feel like yes, right. Maybe one day Heston should just make the plate like meat plate, like a meat and, plate. Yeah, and yeah. then but then have a normal tangerine yeah. on there. Right. So people are like, I'm gonna have well, the meat fruit. Yeah, then, right. The fuck. And then they go through and it's meat plate. Yeah, meat plate. There's like a weird in the book. There's there's like a. I don't know. A lot of the times, things go off on tangents. So it was like I, I wanted people to read to read a book, and you're reading a recipe, and then suddenly you get to a point, and you're like, "Oh, hang on, how the fuck did we get to this point?" You know, I, I, I like how a story can do that. And there's a recipe which was kind of based on dining at dinner, where someone found that if you were to eat this part of the chicken, but you were to dry it over like 20 hours, and then grind it and if you were to then snort that it released something inside your body where you literally fell backwards and swept up in a, a a wave of ecstasy and you would fire out of a gland in your anus this uh, incredible chicken stock <laughs> uh, uh, and so someone just found out this could yeah. and then it took off so and my book gets to a point where a young couple take her parents to go and and try this amazing thing, and it's all part of the dining. You know, you're sat and your your table is essentially on like a sluice grate. Yeah. And as you walk in, like people are oh, firing stock <laughs> out of their anus. But then, like the waiters, 
capture it, and then you then all sit and drink it and stuff like that. Yeah. That was part of going to dinner. I can see it. I just like that thing about cooking that there's secret glands that fire yeah. stock should you, you know, tweak them. I would definitely, it's not the chicken. And oh my god! Yeah. If that was part of an experience in a restaurant, I'd, yeah, I, have, I know was, no bounds. In have terms you seen of those? And... Have you ever seen that um, people eating ortolan with the with the, with the cloak oh, over their heads? Uh, and, yeah. Only in Succession. That's the only time I oh, saw I've it. Seen, uh, <laughs> it's when they do that in a scene. I've switched off Succession. Sorry, just yeah, as a yeah. side. Hey, I'm, hey, no, no I'm done. I saw four reps. I'm done. Yeah, four, four was enough. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of. Um, I mean, probably cut this out. But a lot of actors just not sitting on chairs properly. <laughs> just sit on the chair. <laughs> You know. I don't think we can cut that out. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's ama- an amazing, re- the a, a, amazing reason not to like Succession. Because they won't sit on chairs properly. Just sit on it. But yeah. I like that you noticed that early doors and your brain probably went, don't focus well, on that now. There's a, yeah, right. I've got a lot of that with like uh, costumes and stuff on anything. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, I hate these shirts. I'm done. How were they sitting on chairs in Succession? I've never noticed. Just like... Just like uh, you'd you'd stand on it and then crouch on it, or you'd turn oh, yeah. it round, yeah. or yeah. you any you know. Yeah, I did a I not did a thing, but just talking about this ages ago on like a show that I went on. But like yeah. when actors decide to do a thing in a scene where they have a cup yeah. and a cigarette and a, like a biscuit in their hands, like don't what stop it? Yeah. What are you doing so much? It's just. <laughs> It's too much. Just yeah. sit in the fucking chair. I think, like, I never know what my hands are doing. If I think about what my hands are up to, yes. like, even, like, in a photo, I'm like, well, what the fuck are they there for? Yeah, right. So you've got to do something, right? But, uh, yes, but part of me feels like as an actor sometimes, the actor's in in this machine and uh-huh. I'm responsible for every bit of it acting. Yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Even if you don't act, you're still responsible for not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a button that makes it all move. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if I've if I've seen Nick in something where you, you've got a lot going on all at once. Uh, oh, I'm I can't sure really there think has been. There's been something where it's like that much stuff. It's almost like an actor who chooses to uh, smoke a roll up on a. Because uh, what every actor's dream is, the bit of crumb of tobacco that is on your. Uh-huh. Anytime yeah. you get to. Like yeah. bring a bit of real life into a monologue. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I love it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like that. You, you do the yeah you know, in the corner of trilogy. You drink a lot of pints. You do a lot of pub talk. A lot of pub talk. A lot of pints. Yeah, and that's fun because it's just like oh, this is what we did. Yeah. This is yeah. what we did. You know, it's easy. Yeah. Learning the lines is the tough bit, but you're improvising, Clyde. Yes, uh-huh. I think Edgar wanted me to. Because I, I always loved though, and, and Edgar and Simon did too, those films Every Which Way But Loose, the Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood and, and, and the Orangutan. And I would always say to Edgar and Simon, he's not that good an actor. You know, <laughs> not Clint Eastwood, Orangutan. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, yeah, he's all right, but he's not like amazing. He can do the finger or yeah. shake yeah. his chops a bit. Yeah. And it's not like amazing. <laughs> and that would make those Edgar and Simon like. Uh, I, I heard years ago that Clyde, the actor, the yeah, orangutan actor. Yeah, yeah. He was beaten to death by his Is keeper. It? Really? With a length of broom handle when he didn't behave himself. Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah, it's so it's cold. Yeah, that is cold. <laughs> that it's is not true. a great, you know, one of the great orangutan actors. Yeah. yeah bludgeoned yeah. to death. Well, here's, here's a lighter question. Uh, <laughs> uh, of your three characters in the Cornetto trilogy, which one of them do you think drank the most in the film? Huh. Uh... Well, I think in the end, Andy, right, from World's End, because he, he's, he's on a pub, a pub call, call, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. once he kind of, uh, once he decides he's going to drink again, 
then there's no stopping him. But is that it? Because he's in, that's in one, that's one night. Ed Puff, Ed's just a puffer, really. Yeah. Danny, I guess Danny Butterman can drink a bit. But also, like, he's he's smashed on the first night. Yeah, and then he goes, right. to, he does a bunch of nights. I think maybe Danny would, Danny would drink alone at home, you know. Yeah. Watching films. Yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah, maybe Danny break. would be, he would have the the most shot liver. Yeah. Out of all mine. I couldn't watch him because he was sat to normally. So yeah, I yes. was like, no uh, way. That was my he's, he's, second. He's, <laughs> People should be standing on these chairs. <laughs> You should turn these chairs upside down and have four people sat on the legs. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Dream main course. Uh, uh, well, look, I mean, it's essentially a roast Sunday Sunday lunch. Nice. Uh, and I, <laughs> I was thinking about this on the way in. I don't have many pork friends. They like beef or yeah. chicken. The kids don't really like pork. Uh-huh. Uh, so for that reason, I'm having slow roasted belly of pork. Mm-hmm. 
with a fucking ton of great crackling on. Yeah. I, I spent years really struggling with crackling and thinking how sometimes I'd get it, but it wouldn't be, do you know, sometimes when you just get like a, a shield of crackling, it's not like if you get crackling great, it becomes like a, like pork arrow. It mm-hmm. really bu- bubbles, bubbles you know? up. And, yeah. That was always my dream crackling. And I've kind of cracked it the last couple of years. So that kind of, that kind of crackling mm-hmm. and just something that's been cooked for like six or seven hours. And often I'll just take all the skin off and then deal with it later. Stick it under the grill. And it... You do the crackling separately. Yeah. 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 Because for years I was like, oh, that doesn't seem... It feels like cheating. Right. But then it's like, who gives a shit? It yeah. tastes great. Yeah. That, that's the main thing. Right? Yeah. So I'd say that. I'd say roast pork with a great roast potato. You got a technique for roast potatoes? People are always looking for the, the tips for the roast potatoes. Yeah, just hot. Just hot. Hot uh-huh. oil. <laughs> I cook, cook them in <laughs> hot oil. Yeah. I parboil them first and then oven, just use simply an oven. cook. Use yeah. an oven. Hot yeah. oven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I turn it on, pre, yeah. preheat the oven, and then a pan. I always put it into something. I don't just yeah, yeah. tip <laughs> them into, loose into an oven. Yeah. These are all good tips. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, annoyingly, not annoyingly, God love it. My, my ex-wife does an amazing roast potato. Yeah. And mine, mine are never quite as good. Mm-hmm. I think and you I, can say that's annoying. Well, the situation. I don't want to seem bitter. No. I mean, also, I need to support her in that. And so, yeah. you know, I often say to my, our son we share, oh, isn't mum's potato nice? You know, as a way of, yeah. I want him to grow up thinking, God, dad, never, he never bad-mouthed mum. But know, if it was always just the potato, if that's all he for his, yeah. it's always, <laughs> yeah. all he's so, got here is the potatoes. Is, are nice. And also, <laughs> mum's potatoes are nice. Aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> for the bloody house of the potato. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, I, I, yeah, she, she has a good potato, but I mean, I guess yeah. always just crispy and yeah. soft inside and parboiling and shaking. Yeah, yeah, through a colander, through a colander, turn them because the, you get a nice little, um, a little softness then to the outside. My wife calls those Michael Caine's roast potatoes because he once detailed that recipe in an interview oh. in, a, in a broadsheet newspaper. Nice. So he's taking a lot of credit for that recipe. Yeah, wow. good on him. Let him. My favourite Michael Caine fact is that when he does a film at the end of the day. He uh, has the wide shot first, and then when they push in, he puts his own trousers on. <laughs> and then when they push in for the close-up, he's got all his own clothes on. <laughs> so then he can. And then as soon as they wrap, he's all right. I'm off. And then he goes. Uh, that is outstanding. Isn't great, right? Oh yeah, I love that. I love about him like just saying to the mate, uh, costume, "Can you make sure my trousers are just stood by so I can put them on?" And that I've got to go. Yeah. That is a good impression. Very good. Yeah, I, that's know, stuck up on me. I like, I like Michael Caine. It's because also you're not doing too much. So what people do with Michael Caine impressions often is they really go for right. It. It's a big, but you've, you've it's drawn a sixties. It yeah, yeah, I think yeah. now it's a. Uh, I think as people have aged, my voice has got better at doing an impression of them, uh-huh. and I think David Attenborough getting old has certainly helped me too because I can do a. I spent about two or three weeks a few years ago. I just said to myself. Do David Attenborough and get get yeah. a good one, and I did it. And so, shall I? I'm going to please, do that. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. For these young baboons, there, life is just beginning. While for others, their life is sadly breaking away. And then, like that was, that's but then there, there were other ones. Like I was doing it to myself to make myself laugh. Like he's in a voiceover booth, but like he's going a bit mad. So like after everything, he says. Oh, Birds, and the guy says, "Hey, Dave, Davey, I'm so sorry. You, did, uh, you said birds at the end. Oh, right, okay. Uh, 
Boom, birds. <laughs> okay, like, you see him losing his mind. So, but, then, but you hear him as well, like talking to himself, saying, I wish the earth would die. <laughs> <laughs> I wish all the animals would die. <laughs> Dave, you know that mic, see the microphone's up, right? That's a hot mic, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot mic. <laughs> so, yeah, my, well, let's have Michael Cannon's potatoes. Also, yeah. like a like a carrots, I like carrots. Yeah. Uh, like I like to parboil for some reason. And again, this seems like abuse. But if we have like big carrots, mm. they're called Dutchman's dicks in our house. So, you know, because are... now it seems weird, like having my kids eat a Dutchman's dick. <laughs> that seems weird. <laughs> that seems really weird now. Didn't at the time. Though? When when did when did you start calling now, them Dutchman Six? Oh, fairly recently. I mean, like five. Years. <laughs> this isn't something that's been with me forever. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like peeled, parboiled in beef stock, and then roasted in butter. Oh, beautiful. so good, really nice. Um, oh, thank you, Holland. That's yeah. Thanks, Holland. <laughs> if nothing else, thank you, Holland. <laughs> I mean, I understand why, because they're orange. They're orange and they look yeah, like a dick, right? And they look like a dick. But like, yeah. well, 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 when did well, you... So I think QED, yeah. you sell enough. <laughs> I once did a press tour in Holland for a film I did, and I ordered room service, and when it arrived, the door rang, and I went to look through the... the, the what are they called? The spy people, hole. People, people. I, I couldn't reach it, because obviously Dutch people are so tall. It was like it was like six inches away. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I had to get a thing. I should have just opened the door, but it was room service. I it was thought there you were going to say, because we were talking about dicks, yeah. I thought you were saying you couldn't reach the spy hole because you had a boner. I couldn't reach the glory hole. I thought but... it was like you had a boner and the boner hit the door and then you couldn't get your face at the spy hole because <laughs> your dick was pushing you away from the door. I would say that absolutely no one else thought that was what it was no, about to I didn't. That's what I thought. I, I, I mean, the In dick, Dutch the, hotels, the dick hit the door first. Your dick first. has a spy hole too. The, the dick hit the door so your first. your dick can see... Whether or not room service has arrived. So Nick couldn't get his face to the door because the dick was, was pushing him away from the door. You, it was, you it have was... a fleshlight menu as well yeah. Yeah, yeah. for room service yeah. so your dick can see if your fleshlight has arrived. Yeah, that's what I imagined. For this a while is BBC about Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> so we got got those delicious carrots, Michael Caine potatoes, amazing crackling pork belly. Gravy as yeah. well. Yeah. Sorry, I guess um, I love it. Gravy is one of those things that it's like uh, people think you're a wizard when, yeah. you, when, because also it's it's really easy, essentially, right? I well, mean, can you take us through it? Because I, I think I try something different every time, and it never really works. Okay, out. I do the kind of same thing. It depends what, but it's like whatever meat I'm cooking, it's a trivet of veg in the the pan that I'm going to cook the meat in. So mm-hmm. if it's like lamb, it's lots of leeks, chopped leeks, chopped onion, carrots. I never put thyme or anything like that, and I'm just salt and pepper. And then, you know, if you're going to cook it for a long time, all that just starts to break down and roast. And and then I usually put in like a litre of stock into that while it's cooking. Then everything that comes out from the meat. And then once the meat's resting, God, I sound boring. No, 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 no. Um, we're, we're in it. We like this. Then a lot take of people turn all the, the juice out of that trivet of mm. veg, whack the heat up, start roasting and frying that veg again, flour, and then all the juice back in and then just reduce it to fuck so yeah. no wine no wine or anything like that no i'm not i'm not i don't I, I mean i have used i do use it a bit but i just generally not yeah my old man used to use when he used to make gravy like a, a can of mccune's like old red nice. and black mccune's beer is it beer but i was always remember him sticking a whole can in gravy in it 
Yes. Tasting like shit. <laughs> so, uh, I, so, you know, I don't. I mean, I sometimes if I do like like a proper old authentic ragu mm-hmm. with like three meats that I've spent two hours cutting down by hand, maybe I'll stick a bottle of red in. And yeah. But other than that, I just I tend to not. That's my favourite way of cooking, though, I think. Ah, it's great, right? Doing quite a lot in the in the morning or whatever and getting all that ready, then getting it in the oven. <sighs> and then just hours later, you but always just, forget about it and then uh, just smell and go, oh. But what a magical I'm, I'm a thing. Hero. It's just like, you feel kind of heroic, yeah. right? I mean, I just kind of lo- love that about cooking. Is It is like where science and art live. And you just stick a load of stuff in and leave it for ages. And it's just a, comes out and it's amazing. It's making me want to cook. I mean, but all the way through the lockdowns, I was cooking quite a lot. And I've really fallen out of it again. And I'm, I'm just like, yeah, not not finding time for it any, anymore. And this chat's really making me miss it. What, would you, cook, what would you cook? What are you missing cooking? Learned a few different things. Teresa broccoli pasta. Uh, talked about that enough on the podcast, but uh, that was great. Uh, cashew chicken. Mm. Make, making that at home quite a bit. Uh, this Thai soup that like my mum taught me to do. So I started doing Thai noodle soup. Mm. Started doing that uh, quite a bit. A whole bunch of roasts as well. I was assuming doing roasts for the first time. It's also di- a roast is difficult. <sighs> yeah. yeah, Right? I mean, technically, there's a lot happening. Timing-wise and, and yeah. I, lo- I love uh, starting a new note and like putting my in the oven times and out the oven times yeah. and rest yeah. times. And I was uh, like, I'm always amazed to how technically challenging uh full english is you know yeah. oh, well, let's go have a full english it's like yeah, there's a lot fucking going on in that. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of things you have to it's often uh like having people staying over the house or coming over for breakfast you think oh i'll do them a full english mm-hmm. it's like fuck even that. toast turns into a difficult element because you're like when yeah, am i when am i've I doing only the got toast? two slots yeah i can't serve hot toast to eight people with a two slot toaster it's yeah simple. let's go to squires and we'll all have a nine item breakfast yeah. <laughs> is there any, anything else on this roast dinner that you've got well i guess one of the elements was going to be my uh, i'd say applesauce as well sorry mm-hmm. yes uh but one of my well, i'd have a side dish was going to be a cheesy leek gratin mm. oh yes that's my side it's the one i make kind of mm-hmm. and it just feels so tasty and naughty and it just goes with everything else you know yeah and just that final you got a bit of yorkshire pudding and you're just fucking mopping it up you know yeah. i love it when that cheese sauce mixes with gravy it's very good yeah yeah, yeah. it's a whole new it's a whole new dish yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like making it it's really this is the kind of domestic chef coming out but like i can make it at 8am when i get up and just mm. cover it in cling film and leave it in the fridge yeah and i kind of like I like that. You know, yeah, I like yeah. pre-cooking loads of stuff. You could do that with desserts too, and then and then you can tidy up while you're while you're waiting. You know, have a clean. Before we move on, I think because it's your own recipe, uh, the listeners would love to hear your cheese leek gratin just step by step. Oh, okay. So, um, like, depending on how many people, nice. See, I used to do like ring, like slices of leek, but I didn't like the way it looked. So what I've done is I've turned them and I'm cutting them on the slant. Oh, yeah. So you're getting big kind of you know, fillets yeah. of leek. Yeah. So, you know, so let's say four big leeks, loads of butter, fried down, not for long. I mean, they're still bright green, mm-hmm. salt and pepper, leave it to one side, then in a little saucepan, flour, uh, butter, milk. So we're making a, a roux, mm-hmm. a bechamel, salt and pepper, and then just tons of great cheese. Yeah. Uh, I've done like two or three different cheeses, but I, I kind of just like really strong some kind of cave-aged 
cheddar with those little crispy, the little crunchy, little bits. crunchy crystals yeah. in, yeah. and then just pop it on top. I've got like a really nice terracotta clay Spanish dish that I always use, and it's starting to age really nicely. That goes on top, and then parmesan on top of that, mm. and then uh, usually it's about forty-five minutes in a hot oven. So, and it finished. I, I kind of always because my ovens. I bought a shit oven. I had a shit oven that was in the house when I bought it and it broke down. So then I just, I didn't, I just bought a, a quick oven <laughs> and I'm getting to grips with it, but it's not great at all. No. You know, I kind of, I follow a company. I don't, I think they're American, but they're called Heston mm-hmm. and they do ovens. It's just like, wow, this is amazing. You know, uh-huh. you I just look like, at pictures oh, of the, the ovens. Oven. Yeah. The ovens are just so powerful. <laughs> uh, they're amazing. But there's, I had a kitchen built in a house that I bought. And then it costs so much money and they, like it's a company that m- make kitchens in restaurants, came and built a restaurant kitchen oh, in my, my house. my dream. I had an extractor fan, which you could like release a piece of A4 paper, like a meter from it. It would just drift up into the fan. Wow. It was amazing. And I've always yearned for that. Again, I had to sell the house like literally three weeks after I'd finished it. Oh, man. And oh. I couldn't move the kitchen out. So it just had to stay there. Annoyingly, and I see the guy sometimes who bought the house. He's like, the kitchen's still in the good. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you. Uh, but I long for that. I have an extractor fan now that it's kind of defying science where I've had three separate people come around and they've all said something different as to why it doesn't work. So I think my dream kitchen would have a massive extractor. Yeah. Like yeah. an airlock. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple of houses now. Where like the had... one Mission Impossible, like, like the one you have to go, you have to go <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an extractor put on the side of a house and it was so big that the council said, you have to, you have to, next door, I have to say it's all right. Next door, we're all right about it in the end. Yeah. Because it was just like a powerful engine that extracted yeah. a lot of smoke. But now I'm not, I mean, I guess it's a analogy for my own success and fame. I'm just not. You know, at the heyday of my career, I was getting extractor vans, big, powerful extractors, uh, you know, left, right and centre. But now it's, I have to stand outside <laughs> and grill on a thing that I don't like. The analogy fell apart a little bit. But as your own sadness about your career t- t- <laughs> took yeah. over. So too, this, yeah. <laughs> uh, your dream drink. It's, okay. It's, I'm going to say Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm loving, and I've loved it for a long time now. But the last six months or so, I've had my head turned by Fanta Zero. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just, <laughs> I haven't had one can of that yet where I haven't finished it, and I've gone like, ah, that was amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like every single time. It's just really nice. It's really orangey, and mm-hmm. it doesn't taste like chemicals, and yeah. I like it a lot. So I'm going to say that. I don't think I've had one of those for a while, actually. I've only had Fanta Zero from the Five Guys uh, machine mm. where, where you get to, like, you know, do your own little medley. Yes, right. And I go, I go super boring on it. I go Fanta yeah. Zero, no bubbles, grape flavour, uh, and have that at, at Five Guys. I don't right. think that's boring. Grape flavour is yeah, a bit good. The grape is a curveball. Yeah, those machines trip me out sometimes. Uh, There's yeah, too yeah, much yeah. going on. Yeah, it's a lot. 
Yeah, there's too many options. Too have many you options. Worked in kitchen, in a bar where you you have like a machine. The tap. Like a, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fun. That was good. I struggled because I'm type one diabetic. If I go to a pub and I'm I, I ask for a diet coke, I now know exactly where the diet coke button is on the tap, and uh, I have right. to watch them press yeah. the right button. Do you think secretly they're thinking, I'm gonna fuck this guy? Yeah, up. I'm gonna fuck yeah, this right. guy. Up. Yeah. Or they just don't like. I think there's loads of people who go diet coke. They just do whatever. Yes, right. But yeah, I can yeah. see when they're, they're if they're hitting the wrong button, I go, no, sorry, can I can I get a diet coke? And I've had people go, oh, this is a Diet Coke. I'm like, no, you're hitting the red button. That's good. Uh, yeah. You're hitting top it's left. Coke original. That's good. You got them. <laughs> Checkmate. Best Fanta I've ever had. <laughs> Kenya. Kenyan Fanta. I still still crave it. They have a, a factory there, right? Do they? I think Fanta have a factory in Kenya. Tastes different in Kenya. Tastes, it's, it's, it was like this burnt, dusty, uh, like, flavour to it. it. It had something I can't even, I can't summarise. Well, it was fresh from the factory. Hot. It was like hot, spicy. There was something different about those Fanta. It doesn't sound like you had Fanta. <laughs> it was Fanta, man. It was a different shade of orange. It was Fanta, though. Sounds like you had soup. It was sort of mad. It was like carrot and coriander. <laughs> and a bowl with, with bread and stuff. God, no was, bubbles. So you no don't bubbles. get bread here in British <laughs> Fanta's. No, 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 it's weird. Isn't that a thing in like Hawaii or in the uh, Polynesia where uh, a kind of meal is a, a like white bread and they just pour Fanta on it. That's actually it a really? thing. Yeah, I think it's in Hawaii wow. or uh, Polynesia, somewhere like that. That's like a course. Love spam in Hawaii as well, right? Spam's big, a big, big thing. Spam. Big spam. Big place. spam nation. Capital of spam. Yeah. What they say. So they, when, they arrive, when you arrive, they put a big <laughs> a wreath of spam, of spam around. around. <laughs> <laughs> the Polynesian resort at uh, Disney, of course, Benito. Been to eat there. Very disappointing meal. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was, no it's it's, it's really bigged up. Everyone was like, you've got to go to Ahana. It's so good. And uh, it was very disappointing. There was, uh, a, there was well, a pineapple bread there that everyone said will bring tears to your eyes. And it was, it was, it was, That's it the was, Edgar thing, though, because it got big yeah. up so much. People, you were like, oh, it's... Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that was what it was. But I was very disappointed. It, oh, sorry. It, it didn't really live up. To, James I loves Disney. Right, right, right. Uh, recently. It's okay. a recent thing. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Re- re- recent thing of get, getting into going to Disney World. That's yeah. just like a cry for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my whole career, my whole career is a cry for help. Come on, <laughs> dream dessert. We arrive at your dream dessert. I am going to have a heavily crumbled apple crumble. How heavy is the cr- this crumble? Um, inch and a half. Nice. Two inches. Maybe. Crumbled. So you're, di- you're digging for the apple. Yeah. 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 The kids asked for it last weekend, which was I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can have apple crumble. Because they haven't really tried it, but we were talking about it. We went on holiday and we started talking about it. And then they remembered it and asked for it, so we made it. And they loved it. It was great. But like a really, really lovely big bits of juicy apple, but just caramelised mm. and with cinnamon and sugar and butter and and then like a heavy crumble on top. It's, it's rare you see a heavy crumble on top. Mm. There's so often... Uh, you see a, an apple crumble and you can almost see a bit of apple through the top of the crumble. You know, right. Guys. Like <laughs> This is not apple crumble. This is apple. Yeah. This is apple with yeah. dandruff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a heavily... Because a crumble is essentially just like a biscuit, right? Yeah. And I want it's biscuit like... biscuit and it's cake and sometimes it's brown crispy. a bit on top. And, yeah. And then a and bit then, cakey as well. Yeah, yeah. And then you get those like little lava tubes of molten caramel that just clip away as you cook oh yeah it's uh, the apple's popping up to say hello but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not having an easy job of it i'm yeah. gonna serve it with ice cream yes uh, Nick. But on the side sure okay, yeah, yeah. i don't want it like melting in i don't like that uh-huh so are you like you're getting a, a spoonful of your crumble and then 
you're putting the spoon in the ice cream and eating it, or how, how, how are you doing this? Or are you literally um, eating them separately? You, you, you yeah, I'd probably eat them separately. Then toward <laughs> the end, I'd probably put the ice cream then in the, and mm-hmm. then just get all the little bits of crumble and 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 caramelly apple. Because mm-hmm. also there's so many crumbles available, you know. Yeah. Seasonal. I think we're going to do a peach crumble this weekend. Oh, nice. Right. Using tinned peaches. There's something about that kind of cheap yeah. shittiness that I like. Yeah. Cola. I like cola as well. You know. Love One of our peach. previous guests, Anya Magliano, for her dessert, picked uh, a sort of crumble pick and mix situation. Oh, right. Okay. A series of different crumbles. I think I'm right in saying <laughs> like that. A crumble ladder. Yeah, like yeah. a crumble ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it. But you can have anything, right? I mean, you... yeah. You could do a savory crumble as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could. I mean, I've often, uh, not often, I have put like a crumble topping on a gratin before. That's kind of a new, they call it in a restaurant, like a different mouthfeel. Yeah, mouthfeel's a big word these days. It is a big, yeah. People love saying mouthfeel. I mean, what did we say before the word mouthfeel? Just just didn't talk about it, right? An in-mouth experience. (laughs) That was a great in-mouth experience. (laughs) I've just remembered... And I, my brain had completely put this out. I just had... Oh you God. really shut down, too. Yeah, it's really yeah. affected you. You, you. Felt, you felt it, right? You just went somewhere. He said there could be savoury crumble. And then my brain just remembered. It was, it was collectively my, my brother and my sister's least favourite meal that we had as kids. And it would do the rounds every other month or so. Uh, was pilchard crumble. <laughs> wow. And I oh, just I'm remembered so it. And my God. How have you never brought this up? Like I just, I, my, my brain had just completely put it out and no one said savoury crumble on the podcast before. Well, and the... as soon as it got brought up, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, we used to openly complain about How that. often did you have savoury cr- like, crumble? I'd say, I'd say, yeah, what, like every other month yeah. it would come up at some point. It's still six and we times, would be a like, times a year. Yeah, and we'd be like, crumble. we just didn't want uh, we were we were so like. Can I ask you some questions about? Yeah, this? yeah, yeah. How were the pilchards in like a tomato sauce? Yes. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, tomatoy sauce with the pilchards in. Uh, what was the crumble like? Breadcrumbs and parmesan and parsley, or uh, dry, yeah, well, dry, dried pilchards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I didn't know what was in the the crumble, but the crumble was, I guess, pretty thin, but not like uh, it wasn't dandruff, but it was like you know. Uh, I mean, my, uh, look, my mum will be listening to this. She listens to every episode. She's brilliant at cooking and you know she was having to bring up three kids and stuff so no, no shade on my mum but um i'd forgotten about that pilchard. i'm happy uh, st- i'm i'm happy to step in and throw some shade on you mum. yeah of course you always do yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what what was served with that unacceptable um pilchard it'd crumb. be some kind of like green beans or like okay. something on the side some sort of oh, green delicious. veg oh so at least you could enjoy the side because <laughs> i was in heaven for that <laughs> not, not all bad <laughs> It got to be that it was funny as well. So she would find it funny. Yes. My memory of it was yeah. like how much we hated the pilchard crumble was a joke to her by the end. It was like it's pretty funny that we were getting this thing that we hated. Yeah. And we would then lean into it as well so we, we could really complain about the pilchard were crumble. Were you ever hit for without, not eating it? No, no, we were okay. never hit for not. Because we would eat it right? because we were so motivated by dessert and okay. we never knew what the dessert was. So oh, that's nice. you would only get dessert if you'd finished your main course. So... We would always finish our main course because yes. it could be anything. This dessert was Lovely there a dessert? Pilchard sorbet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A... Was there a dessert that your mum did that you didn't look forward to? That would be the worst day ever. It was a pilchard yeah. crumble followed by worst that. day ever would have been pilchard crumble followed by just natural yogurt and raisins. Oh, and my then I would God. be I, I, that would be I would be devastated. <laughs> Packing a little bag. I'd be absolutely yeah doing the whole kid thing of going. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm running away from home. Faking it out. Natural yogurt with raisins. Yeah, awful. that was that was a that was tough days. But well, yours, your crumble sounds delicious. Yeah, 
it's nice a crumble. It's, it's, I mean, there's a thing too. It's nice for my brain where it's like, okay, so the dinner's on the table. Oh, I'll, I'll put it in straight away then. Yeah, I'll put it in then because uh, a meal is not going to take longer than forty five minutes to eat a roast, you know, mm-hmm. and then you can take it out. I always let it sit for a while, you know. No one wants to eat molten crumble. Yeah, well, it's bubbling away yeah, in their bowl. I mean, it's no, a f- fool's errand. You know, that thing. Yeah, and we sit and we just let it. Once you can't hear the plips, then we dig in. The plips. Wait till you can't hear the plips. Can you hear, plip? can you, can you hear any more plips? No. It's Kids, time. can we hear the plips? <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to read your menu back to you now. Okay. See how you feel about it. Water, you want sparkling water with a loose skinned Japanese lime in it. Uh, Poppins or bread, you want bread from the yellow house with salted butter. Starter, meat fruit from dinner by Heston. Main course, slow roast belly of pork, bubbly crackling, roast potatoes, Dutchman's dicks, gravy, apple sauce, Yorkshire pudding. Side dish, cheesy leek gratin, your own mm. recipe. Fanta Zero is your drink and dessert, heavily crumbled apple crumble with ice cream on the side. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah right? Sounds good. Yeah. And after all that, there's a knock at the door and it's the American director. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> Bob. You're really late. Um, I did uh, flirt briefly with dessert being like a cake, like a piece of cake, mm. but that felt mm. weird to me. Really? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not, I'm never sure. Cake but for maybe, dessert, yeah. Maybe once we all move into the, you know, the front room. Drift through. Then like a nice, you know, a, hev- a piece of cake, which is. Heavily iced with a hot cup of tea. What sort oh, of cake? What sort of cake you thinking? Like a bit of Christmas cake. Oh yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. Christmas cake, bit of wedding cake, wedding cake, yeah, bit of wedding. Who's wedding do you want it to be? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Just, just to eat. Pick, pick any two just people. Just to taste their joy. It's your dream menu. So pick uh, okay. any two people. Me in the and world. my girlfriend. Oh, oh it's nice. going to be our wedding cake. What a way to propose. And it's black. <laughs> it's like black icing. Because yeah. it hasn't gone well. She's a veggie, so we argued about the menu. And it's got a dick on the top. It's got a dick. It's got a dick on the top. Come on. Yeah, Dad didn't. Didn't like like a dick on the top. A bride and a dick. (laughs) Nick, thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, there we are. The off-menu menu of Nick Frost. Delicious. Delicious. Fantastic to have Nick in the studio. A lovely chat. Make sure you go and buy Nick's book, A Slice of Fried Gold. It sounds fantastic. I can't wait to read it. And that is published on the 28th of September by Bonnier. I mean, I I feel like you two could have bonded for the rest of the day. Yes. So much in common. Yes. Um, You know, how much you love cooking. And and when we're coming out, he recognised who had done your tattoos yes. as well. He's, like, he's had he's had tattoos from the same person. I was like, God, these, these guys, it's the same. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky if I don't get replaced on this pod by Nick Frost. I want to go to his house for, for Sunday lunch so much. Do. Yeah, Of course you do. Who can blame you? Yeah. Sounds delicious. And also, there's a bit in, in the episode there where I got a bit nervous because he said about going to Noma and they made him mini Cornettos. Yeah. I was like, are we going to head If he towards? picks that. But he didn't, so we didn't if have to If you kicked him out, I would have left as well. Yeah, you would have left with him, yeah. and I would have had to host this with Benito, yeah. who you know famously hates me. <laughs> so it, it would have been it would have been quite quite awkward. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he didn't pick Cornetto, so we didn't have to pick, kick Nick Frost out of the dream. Restaurant. I mean, here's how similar we are. I've written a book about food as well, James. You have, yes. To be fair, Nick Frost has written a slice of fried gold. Yeah, and you've written Eddie Grumble's Ready to Crumble. <laughs> I mean, it's too late to change the title to that now. Uh, My book is called Glutton, uh, The Multi-Course Life of a Very Greedy Boy, uh, and that is available to pre-order now. It's out in October. 
It's going to be great. It's going to be a great book. I'm very, I'm very proud of you for. James writing. is very looking forward to it. I'm very looking forward to it, and it's going to be a great book. Thank you. And do you want a signed copy, James? Yes. Okay, you have got to order it from Waterstones. Okay, well, I'll do it from Waterstones if I want it signed. Yes, then. please. Yes. Thank you. Very great. Uh, what else are we talking about? Uh, please send us free chocolates. <laughs> uh, I've just looked around. I, I just got in today to the to the plosive offices, and Benito was like, "Got loads of free stuff that's come for you, and it's all beer." Yeah, and I don't want it, and I. I'm leaving it here. It looks nice, uh, though. But I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks great. Who have we got a beer from, Benito? Two tribes beer. We, 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 thank you for sending us thank the beer. Thank you, thank you. But James is. This is this is what happens when you become a celeb like yep. James, um, is that you start to take things for granted. Yes. We got some lovely beer from Two Tribes. Yes. And James is looking at it going, why is that not chocolate? I was wanting chocolate today. I was in the mood for chocolate. Yeah, I did actually go into the office and say, has anyone sent us any little chockies? Yeah, someone should tell two tribes. It's it's midday here. <laughs> what do they want me to do? <laughs> they can't guarantee what time it is when you see the things. <laughs> well, they should take that into account. They should think about that. Well, it looks delicious. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it does. Tracklements also sent in some lovely condiments, James. Why don't you tuck into those? Because they're not chocolate. I wanted chocolate today. I'm not going to eat condiments. Well, they look like lovely condiments. I may as well be Paul Rudd. I'm not eating those. Yeah, you want dry chocolate. Yeah, yeah. I want dry chocolate. I'm not in the mood for condiments. Although they looked a little look like great condiments, and I'm very grateful. That I suspect we have been sent some little chockies. Yeah. And because we're only in here occasionally these days, I think the people who work very hard at Plosive in the offices have snaffled those little chockies into their tom-toms. Well, well, if you listen to this, Billy, you're fired. <laughs> Naomi, you're fired. Anya, you're fired. <laughs> Megan's new. Yeah, Megan... I, I don't, Megan Megan's not joined. leading not the charge on the chockies. Fine, Megan straight away. I'm sure she wasn't the ringleader. <laughs> Naomi definitely was the ringleader there. What about Benito? Benito, you're fired. <laughs> you're probably the, the ringleader of it all. James, he's going to record the podcast. Toast. <laughs> Toast, toast will record the podcast from now on. Toast hasn't had those chockies, he'd be dead. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I know. Also, if you make dog chocolate, send us some chockies for toast. Yeah, send us some dog chocolate for toast, which I will eat. <laughs> that's why at this point, I would. Right now, if there were dog chocolates in here, I'd eat them. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again sometime soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, 
a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.